It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Did we get one step closer to Hugh Freeze naming his starting quarterback yesterday? Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Happy Friday. We're hanging out with Daryl Dapperich, Montgomery Radio Vet, and everybody's favorite man on this wonderful Friday. And it's the day before the scrimmage. We will preview what we think tomorrow's scrimmage will bring. Also, there is one veteran player that I think we need to be expecting more out of, and maybe some others if we have time to discuss it. But first things first, Daryl, quarterbacks. Quarterbacks are always the first thing on the slate because that's what we are paying the most attention to. And yesterday in the open viewing uh, media window period, whatever we want to call it, the viewing window is what I'm trying to say, words, Peyton Thorne was exclusively with the starters on Thursday. And, Daryl, the reason that's different is what we've seen up to this point in the viewing window was one quarterback would go with the ones, then a quarterback would go with the twos, a different quarterback would go with the ones, and then a quarterback would go with the threes. That's always been Hank Brown. Everything else has been rotating. But for the first time, we saw Peyton going with the ones, and then whenever the ones were out there, Peyton Thorne was out there. I think, Daryl, we're getting a step closer to Hugh Freeze naming a starting quarterback, and I still believe that quarterback will be Peyton Thorne. Yeah, that that's really all indications with that type of um, process and, and what you're describing that's happening at practice that's different from last week is really just pointing to the inevitable, in my opinion, reading the tea leaves on that. And I think it just lines up with, and coincides with, we heard Hugh Freeze talk about how after, what, 10, 11 days of fall practice, he wanted to narrow it down to two. Yeah. Well, it's amazing. If you start counting backwards, we're getting close to 10 days, and the exact date that 10 days is from fall practice is the Sunday after Saturday scrimmage. What better time to start differentiating, separating yourself, making decisions than after a scrimmage. And so I think all signs, the road signs are pointing to us getting closer to a starter being named, or at least to narrowing it down to two. And a scrimmage is a great way, a great way to kind of get that all locked in and really see what you want to see in a, in a you know, just kind of mimicking a game scenario. Yeah, and it seems like whoever's going to be kind of the, the third man looking onto the battle between one and two it's going to either be Holden Gurn or Robbie Ashford. And both of these guys have upside in tremendously different ways. Holden Gurn are the best pure passer of the quarterback room. I believe that. It looks so effortless whenever he throws the ball. And, I mean, it's a pure throwing motion. It's very easy to watch. Then Robbie Ashford, it's all about the athleticism. And we'll talk more about what we think the scrimmage could possibly look like later in the show, Daryl, but depending on how it's set up, Holden could be in a massive advantage just because the nature of ball practice and how you treat quarterbacks, you want to protect them. And that's where Robbie's at his best is when things kind of get 
you know, off script. And, you know, maybe he needs to escape the pocket and use those legs, that very athletic skill set of his. I don't know if the scrimmage necessarily stacks up to help Robbie tomorrow. Right, because if you touch him, he's down, and he really can't show what he can do with his legs. You're, when plays break down and he has yeah. to improvise, that's when he's at his best. They, they blow the whistle and stop the play when that happens in a scrimmage. But I also think that this offense, now, for all the things we've heard about how great, and, and I've, I've witnessed it myself, the way the ball comes out of Holden Gurner's hand. It's effortless. He spins it. All those attributes and adjectives we used, I just have a hard time, Zach, believing that this offense is suited for him and he's going to be able to run it effectively, this offense, because there's too much running involved from a quarterback position. I, I just, if it was a traditional drop back in the pocket, no read option, no running type thing, pulling it, that kind of thing, I think Holden Gurner would have a better shot. I don't yeah. know if he's a good fit in an offense that, you know, reads plays down the line of scrimmage. You know, do I hand it? Do I keep it? Do I tuck it? I, I, he just doesn't seem to excel in that skill set. He's a three-step, four-step drop back passer, not a read option guy, not a running court. And this this offense, even if you put it up 30 times a game, still the quarterback has to use his legs. And I wonder if by default, that's an inherent disadvantage for Gurner. Yeah, and I think we've all been a little surprised with how much of a conversation piece Holden Gurner has been this fall camp. I've been surprised. I, I believe you have. They're all going to put words in your mouth, but it seems like most people... Yeah, mo most people have. So I, I am curious if that was just for show to create competition because I'm kind of getting the feeling. And what we saw yesterday, Peyton Thorne with the ones exclusively, Robbie with the twos, Holden with the threes, and that kind of phased Hank Brown out of it. It kind of seems like, okay, yeah, we're here where we thought we would be all along going into the first scrimmage. It's interesting. There's a common thread and a common theme that has surprised me throughout spring practice and fall practice of Hugh Freeze and his approach. He has mentioned and given, I don't want to say second chances, but rejuvenated kids that I wrote off mentally myself. Now, I'm not on their staff, so what I write off or who I think is an afterthought doesn't matter. But sure. he goes out of his way to talk about a Damari Austin who, you know, when you talk about Cobb coming in and, and Batty, he kind of seemed like an afterthought, the, the, yeah. you know, the, 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 uh, someone that's left out of the mix. Gurner, come on. We, we all thought I, – I did. I was like, he is going to be the least – he's going to be invisible. It's it's just he's he's not going to be talked about. He's an afterthought. Talks about Gurner. There's some guys on the defensive side of the ball that have emerged that I kind of wrote off that he specifically talks about and, and praises. Tate Johnson, I didn't think he had a prayer to start on the offensive line, right? Yeah. Who's he talk about as a leader and make some run with the ones? So these reclamation projects that he has of people that the media and maybe the fan base kind of just doesn't think much of or is kind of written off, He's kind of come in and given them a rebirth. And I thought that's really interesting throughout camp. That's been a theme. I think there's one veteran on offense, specifically a wide receiver, that I think we need to ask more of. And I think we all expected more of. And also, you know, I'll throw out a defensive player in that conversation. 
as well. That's coming up right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Auburn Med Aesthetics. Guys, we've all been there. It's the day before an anniversary or, or a birthday or some kind of celebration where you're like, I don't know what to get my significant other. Look, you don't have to worry about that anymore. Our friends at Auburn Med Aesthetics, you need to give them a gift card, and they've got all kinds of different services, whether it's Botox, facials, laser treatments, Help your wife, girlfriend, whatever it may be, uh, feel incredible. And, I mean, how many times have you heard the question, how do I look? I mean, they want to look and feel great, right? Right? I think your uh, your wife, your girlfriend, whoever it may be, they're going to love meeting with Dr. Nancy Herring. I've loved getting to know her over the course of uh, this partnership between Locked on Auburn and Auburn Med Aesthetics. Also, her master esthetician. It took me a long time to get that word correct, but CRC Kelly, they've got 15 years of experience in the med spa industry. They are second to none. So head over to Auburn Med Aesthetics, the full service med spa serving Auburn gift card purchases are easy at auburnmedaesthetics.com or just stop in and see them. They're on East Glen Avenue across from Chappies. Remember Auburn Med Aesthetics is the perfect place for last minute gift cards. Guys, she will Love it. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Everybody also loves Daryl Daprich. He's here. I, I, hey, I think I need to go there. I think they could help me. I, mean, I think I, so. Some of those services got my ears perked up. But anyway. Yeah, they've, uh, they also specialize in Brotox if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah, so, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Daryl Daprich hanging out with us on this Friday. And so I think when you look at the guys we were most excited about going to fall camp, Camden Brown was on that list. And we've just heard next to nothing about Camden Brown, despite him being with the ones for the majority of fall camp. Every time we've seen the ones run out there, the receivers have been Camden Brown, Nick Mardner, and Jay Fair, which I think would have surprised a lot of people, all three of those guys. Yesterday's with the ones, Amari Kelly was with Nick Mardner and Jay Fair. Camden Brown, up to this point, it's been pretty underwhelming, Daryl, and I'm glad the timing of this show lines up with you coming on because no one has championed Camden Brown more than you. And so, do you agree with me? Am I being too critical no. of asking for more of Camden Brown so far this fall? I've expected a lot of them. So, of course, I'm, I'm disappointed and concerned. I mean, I have been tooting the Camden Brown horn since last year, and he made a touchdown catch, and I was so excited against – I mean, all yeah. the physical attributes. I just kept saying he is going to be that dude. It's very surprising and concerning to me because I don't want to, you know, pigeonhole or say that it's similar to another situation, but it's eerily similar to me to the Landon King hype. Now, Camden Brown has some receptions and has some statistics under his belt. 
But all we heard about last year going into camp was how they were going to use Landon King. How are they going to use Landon King? He's a mm -hmm. freak. He's a unicorn. And then we heard nothing from him at camp, and he just really didn't get on the field. I don't think it's the same exact situation, but it's mm -hmm. eerily similar to height and then silence. And when there's height and then crickets, it's concerning. It makes me think, What's the? We don't know the issue. We don't know is it is it performance related? Is it injury related? I don't know. I think that that's, you know, again, he to me, I thought that he would be the alpha. I thought he would be the receiver this year in the receiver room, the go-to guy for Auburn. Even when they got hooks and shorter and those guys, I thought it'd be Camden Brown. And the fact that it's just quiet is is really, I think, something to be a little bit concerned about. Here's why I think there's a difference between Camden Brown and Landon King. I know I know you prefaced this with saying that it's not identical, um, because we would have both agree that it's not. But right. you know, Landon King arrives as you know a tight end, and then mm -hmm. they want to move to wide receiver, and so they're like, "Yeah, lose this weight, and we'll put you at wide receiver." And it's like, well, you're not a wide receiver. Like, there's it's more than just being able to catch a football and being a big body. Like, he didn't have the wiggle of a wide receiver. He didn't have the burst of a wide receiver. And so he lost all this weight. And they're like, oh, wait, you're actually not a wide receiver. You're a tight end that, that should be used in the receiving game. And it was too late. And so now, now he's gone. He's transferred. I think he's at Utah. And so uh, Camden Brown, I think, has actually been put into situations to succeed. I mean, especially in, in a Hugh Freeze, Philip Montgomery-style offense that's favored, that's fa is known for favoring wide receivers. Yeah. So I just have a hard time believing that he hasn't been given the opportunity to win one-on-one -on -one battles in camp consistently, the, to, to run routes at a high level and get open and catch passes from all of the quarterbacks. I, I just don't believe that that opportunity hasn't been there. But, I mean, I'm asking folks that are there throughout the entirety of practice, and I specifically ask about the receivers every chance I get. And it's not that I haven't heard – it's not that I've heard his name less, Daryl. I've literally heard his name zero times outside of writing down and reading his name about other people's observations from this viewing window that he's lining up with the ones. That's literally the only thing I've heard about Camden Brown up to this point. And I think that stinks. I hate it. I hate it for him because just look at him. Look at that beast of a man. He, he should be all over the place and it just hasn't happened. And remember, all we heard last year leading up to that first open practice that we went and watched was Camden Brown. Camden Brown, oh my gosh, he is showing out. He is, you know, going to get so much playing time as a freshman. Everyone could not stop talking about Camden Brown. And I bought into the hype and I saw the physical attributes. I saw what he did in, 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 in spurts. And then I, I started thinking about this year, how he could be used on a goal line situation with Fairweather and Shorter and all the big body receivers that could high point the ball and go get it, hooks as well. And now it just seems like he's a lost name. It's just nothing. And that's what I'm really, really interested to see Saturday is how much, if he's out of the field with the ones or even the twos, how many targets he gets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, it's been an interesting process. The other guy on the defensive side of the ball. And and I was fortunate enough to join Justin Hokinson on Auburn lives podcast. We talked about this a ton, but Justin Rogers, the defensive lineman. I mean, it sounds like the coaching staff's not happy with, with his physical condition that he's in. 
And it sounds like he was battling injuries over the summer, so he probably wasn't able to condition and work out as much as he would have liked. So I'm willing to give him the, the benefit of the doubt. But it just sounds like he's had a rough start to fall practice. He's going to be available to media later today. I'm curious to see what those conversations look like uh, between him and what kind of questions he's asked. But sounds like he reported a little heavier than this coaching staff wanted him to, to fall camp. And this is a guy that they wanted to start at the nose tackle position so they could scoot Jason Jones out to the three technique. And that just hasn't really been able to do that yet. He's been the backup nose. He goes in the same time as Lawrence Johnson does, been consistently with the second unit. And the other parts of that second unit have kind of rotated in and out, Oh, looking at the jack and the defensive end spot. But that's been pretty consistent. Your starting interior defensive lineman have been Jason Jones and Marcus Harris. And then after a few plays, you'll see uh, Justin Rogers and Lawrence Johnson rotating in there. And, and to me, I think that's a disappointment. I mean, this is a guy that was a former five-star kid, one of the highest-rated players in the transfer portal. I think on three had him as a top-five player in the transfer portal. And it's like that's that's what we wanted, right? And then it just it just hasn't happened. Heavily, heavily relied upon to stop the run, too. I mean, we talked about that in the SEC, how you're gonna have to stop the run inside oh, interior yeah. And with him and Jason Jones, I felt really, really comfortable and confident that you ain't running up the middle on Auburn. It's gonna be run stuffers. You're not running between the tackles. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't get that figured out or get back in shape and start to do what he needs to do. That's going to be, you got to, you got to count on a guy like uh, Zacchaeus Walker, who supposedly has had a good camp. I guess Kite is another one that might slide over, but you've got to have somebody Johnson coming from Purdue. Someone's got to step up and be the run stopper because you don't want to get gashed between the tackles. You know, it's interesting until today or yesterday, actually a name that I was kind of disappointed in and thought that we needed to hear more from, on the side of the ball from a veteran standpoint was Donovan Kaufman. And then the news breaks yesterday that he switched positions again, which I'm glad. I think he should have been doing this all along. They moved him from nickel or star to a true safety position. I like that. I I like it too. I think he's more comfortable there and it does exactly what we talked about. we kind of predicted that it was going to happen. I, I thought that somebody from another position in the defensive backfield would move to safety for depth. And now you've got Simpson, Puckett, Gilbert, and Kaufman. You're a little bit deeper in the safety room now. And Kaufman, as a freshman, played a lot of safety for Vanderbilt. So I like that move. I had not heard anything about him in camp. It was, you know, just crickets, another ghosted situation. So that coming out yesterday, I think, solidifies the back end even more for Auburn. Yeah, and I like Kaufman. I think the strength of Kaufman's game is understanding what the opposing offense wants to do. I don't think it's the actual physical part of implementing it. And I think it's safety, just granted by the like natural space that you're given away from the line of scrimmage, I think that'll benefit him more. Nickel is a very physical position in regards to like, you either can cover this guy or you can't. I think with safety, it's going to give you a little bit more wiggle room. And I think that could help Donovan Kaufman a ton. Daryl, the first scrimmage of fall camp, is tomorrow, which is just another sign that the season is getting closer and closer. What are we watching for? What are we excited about? What do we think the storylines will be following it? We'll share that next right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit and is the same when it comes to your vehicle. 
Every part needs to fit just right. Earlier this week, I dealt with car issues. It's a pain, but heading over to eBay Motors, I put in what kind of car I drive. It is a Toyota Corolla. And so then everything pops up. It's like all these green check marks. It's like, okay, this is exactly what I need. And if it didn't fit, I knew I would get my money back. A little peace of mind there. But they've got over 122 million parts to choose from. They've got what you need over at eBay Motors. So get the right parts, the right fit, and the right uh, prices at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Auburn family, let's ride. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Daryl Daprich, happy Friday to you and to all of our everydayers out there watching, listening, consuming Locked on Auburn, however you choose to do so. Tomorrow is the first big scrimmage. Daryl, I think the biggest storyline coming out of this, it's always about quarterback. Mm-hmm. It was this moment a year ago, that scrimmage a year ago, where we left there thinking, oh my goodness, TJ Finley might actually be winning the quarterback battle. And I, I think obviously all three of the options are better than any of the options Auburn had a year ago, which is certainly a, a nice thing. Props to Hugh Freeze for being able to pull that off. But to me, it's going to be all about, I, I think a quarterback is going to separate. And it could be Robbie. It could be Holden. But I think it's either going to be Robbie Ashford or Peyton Thorne tomorrow. And I think that's going to be the big talking point in the press conference that Hugh Freeze gives, as well as reports coming out of the scrimmage and whatever kind of morsels of the scrimmage we're able to pick up. Yeah, it's like you, you've done this before. It's like you got right inside my brain, and we didn't even talk about this uh, beforehand and, and really articulated exactly what I was going to say. I'm going to add a little ca- caveat to that. It was a year, and I don't mind saying it because he went on the record. It was a year ago today that Charlie Trotman, former Auburn quarterback, left the scrimmage and told me Auburn doesn't have a quarterback. We don't have a quarterback that can throw the ball yeah. accurately downfield. No, I mean, nothing. And, and so – you know, there you kind of knew at that point there was going to be some problems and some issues when a former quarterback says that. That's why I am so eagerly anticipating watching Peyton Thorne and what I feel like is going to happen. I'm going to go on record and say it: a much improved Robbie Ashford. I, he may not be improved enough to win the job, but I think what you talked about earlier in the week on a different podcast is that Auburn is in such better position right now at quarterback that they were a year ago with any of the three dudes, any of them. Yeah. Actually, a water bucket on the sideline probably. But I think that, that you know, that's encouraging. And then you've got the three guys coaching them up that mm-hmm. we're so much, you know, have much more faith in with Montgomery, Freeze, and Austin as opposed to Sal and Potato. So that, that whole situation is so much better. They're better right now in a better spot than they were last year. I can't wait to see that kind of present itself on the field and 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 you know basically come to fruition on the field and watch. I, again, I even if there was no Peyton Thorne, yeah, I think Auburn was in a in a better position this year than last year because I think Robbie will improve yes. under that coaching staff. Yeah, and, and then, then 
Yeah, and, and Holden's in a similar boat as well. Um, just yeah. another year for both those guys. It's a better coaching staff, especially the quarterbacks. I do think it's going to be interesting because you need a quarterback to step up, but I just don't feel good about the matchup between Auburn's wide receivers and Auburn's defensive backs. And so if a receiver can break through, would love to see that, but I'm not like feeling great about the offense's chances against Auburn, especially if they go good on good starters versus starters. I give the edge to the defense specifically because of the defensive backs versus Auburn's wide receivers. And that's why I won't be concerned if I don't see separation. If I don't see receivers getting open like I think they will get open in the regular season or getting that separation, I'm going to look at route trees. I'm going to look at complexities and how they run their routes. But if we don't see a ton of big plays or big yardage catches, I'm not going to be that concerned because I'm going to be thinking to myself, it's more about this elite defensive backfield than it is the inadequacy of the receivers. I, it won't concern me. It's like a, it's like if you have a really, really good offensive line. I remember Nebraska in, in, way back when, when they had all those big, giant offensive linemen. They would come out of their scrimmages and be so concerned about lack of pass rush. Well, they had three outland Remington winners on the offensive line, and so then they would get in a game during the season and their defensive ends would whip people. So yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to be as concerned. I want to see some technique. I want to see, you know, high-pointing the ball. I want to see where the ball's thrown, that kind of thing. But I'm not. If, if there's not a lot of space and not a lot of separation, it's not going to concern me because of how good our defensive backs are. Yeah. And then I think you're going to hear a linebacker step up. I think Keyes is going to do his job, but I'm just predicting right now. I'm calling my shot. Eugene Asante wins a starting job tomorrow. I would that, love, oh, that, I, that, that's my prediction. I think it's interesting. You know, he he was around media uh, yesterday. I, I think they know. I think they know what's coming. I heard he's a, and really reported again this year is just a physical specimen. He looks great. Yeah, And so, you know, I mean, Great. I mean, I love that. I mean, when he came from North Carolina, I was hoping and counting on him to eventually win a spot in the rotation. And so if he does in year two, I'll be really excited for the kid. I really will be. Yeah. Got any more predictions for we, uh, before we wrap this up, Daryl? I want to watch uh, Batty real close or Batty. I, you know, we call him three. I call him two different things, but I want to see uh, acceleration, breakaway speed, see how shifty he is if he cuts. Want to see how close to hundred percent and how healthy he is because Auburn's going to need him early, regardless of what the running back room looks like. He was there to be a change of pace back and to do some special things out of the backfield, some unique things. And uh, Auburn's going to need him. So I want to see how close to game ready he is. Yeah. Yeah. So Daryl and I will come and record a show after the scrimmage and we will it will be dropped Sunday morning, much like what we will do during the season. We did it last year for the first time. Tremendous hit. And so we will definitely do that again. We kind of call it Locked on Auburn the morning after. So we'll treat it kind of like it's a game. It's kind of like our test run, Daryl, before the season yeah. starts. What we did last year, it worked out great. And so be sure to check that out. It'll drop the same time a pod does during the week. So 7 a.m. Uh, on YouTube, even earlier, 3 a.m. Central Time on your favorite podcasting app. So be sure to look. For that, Daryl, how can people check out everything you've got going on and give you some love, brother? You can follow me on Twitter, DAP6410. Uh, subscribe to the, the Discord. Love interacting with some people, listeners and viewers on the Discord. 
and then throughout the week, just kind of hit or miss on some some various radio shows to talk Auburn football. Yeah, yeah, and the Discord that Daryl mentions, it's free. All you have to do is click in the link in the episode description down below. Follow me on socials at Z Blackerby. Please click that subscribe button. Really appreciate all of that. We'll see you Sunday morning. This has been Locked On Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.